This is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. And this is Sci-Fi Talk Weekly for July 6, 2023. And so I always look around the internet for news on sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics. And don't forget, you can actually enroll in my new premium podcast for a limited time free. Now look at my ads on Twitter at Sci-Fi Talk to get free access, and it is for a lifetime. But there is a limited number of spaces, so check it out. Deadline has an article on who is the new Superman. David Cornsweet, like Christopher Reeve, graduated from Juilliard. And also like Reeve, he is six foot four. He was in the series The Politician for Ryan Murphy. He's also appeared in Look Both Ways, Pearl, and We Own This Series. James Gunn tweeted, Amazing, amazing weekend for auditions for Superman Legacy. He shared that on Blue Sky Social. I'm blown away by some of these actors, among the best I've ever seen and worked with. The film tells the story of Superman's journey as he tries to reconcile his Kryptonian heritage and his human upbringing as Clark Kent of Smallville, Kansas. He will embody truth, justice, and the American way, guided by human kindness in a world that sees kindness as old-fashioned. There is more sci-fi talk, so stay tuned. Speaking of super, according to X-Fire that cited USA Today, Sasha Kaye had a meeting with Peter Safran of DC Studios in hopes to continue her role as Supergirl. The actress stated, I hope to continue playing Supergirl. I love her so deeply. I feel so connected to her. I would like that very much. So would I. I think she'd be a great Supergirl to do some other adventures, probably in the Elseworlds banner, the way I read the comics in DC Studios. Comic Book Resources reports that Wonder Woman's daughter Trinity has arrived in Wonder Woman number 800. But CBR states that whereas the debuts of Damian Wayne and John Kent happen in real time, Trinity's first appearance is kicked off immediately by cementing her place as a tentpole in DC's future. Let's get back to the Gal of Steel as Green Rant reports that Supergirl's ultimate form as literally the Girl of Steel in 1996 Supergirl Annual Part 1, part of DC Legends of Dead Earth's crossover event, as described by Screen Rant, readers are transported to a bleak mining colony where robots toil day in and day out for a fascist organization. One of the workers, inspired by Supergirl, rebels, using her robot form to create a metallic effigy of the Maid of Might. For those that don't know, Legends of Dead Earth, which ran through DC's 1996 annuals, depicted a future in which Earth had become inhabitable and its people scattered throughout the galaxy. In this future, Earth's heroes are nothing more than just legends, and the event looked on how these legends were shaping life in that distant time. And no entry demonstrated this more than Supergirl Annual Number 1. The Gamer reviews the new animated My Adventures of Superman by Jade King who writes, My Adventures with Superman never takes itself too seriously, while the journalist trio of Clark Kent, Lois Lane, and Jimmy Olsen are always hot on the heels of new stories over at the Daily Planet. 
There is still time for cutesy shenanigans and romantic outings from the great evils threatening to destroy Metropolis. It's swift and adorable in its interpretation of these timeless characters and stories, confidently taking on an anime-esque aesthetic with the blushing cheek and excessive melodrama one would expect from that inspiration. You can look for it on Adult Swim. Screen Rant looks at Marvel vs. DC casting. Philip Wrangle writes that Marvel Studio has made it a habit to make events of its major casting announcements. MCU reveals the announcement that Natalie Porter would return as Jane Foster, the mighty Thor, and Mahershala Ali would be a blade reserved for splashy panels at San Diego Comic-Con or Disney's own D23 event. While DC Superman's legacy casting was announced via the Hollywood trades. Marvel has stuck to that formula and little is known about ongoing casting process for the Fantastic Four. Marvel and other major studios have pulled out of San Diego Comic-Con 2023 ahead of the potential SAG after strike. Fanbolt's Emma Loggins reviews Asteroid City. The movie is set in a fictional American desert town of Asteroid City, circa 1955, kind of a pivotal year for me, amidst a junior stargazer convention intended to unite students and parents for camaraderie and their and intellectual pursuits, the unfolding of extraordinary events shatters the expected itinerary. Asteroid City showcases Paul Anderson's unmistakable aesthetic, blending humor, poignant moments, and introspective themes in a visually stunning and emotionally captivating way with the quirkiest of characters. As a fan, I expected nothing less. Sci-Fi Talk returns in a moment. Collider reports that Robert Englund returns in Natty Knox, a horror film set on Halloween Eve as a teenager avoids serial killer Abner Honeywell. Also in the cast are Bill Mosley and Danielle Harris, two stalwarts of horror for sure. Collider has a story on Andor's Kyle Soler and Denise Goff. Soler told Entertainment Weekly that there's a year gap before we even start season two. So these characters have progressed so much from when we last saw them. And each character does have about three different versions that they are wind up continuing to grow through and towards. Cyril is on this kind of journey, trying to reach the upper echelons within the Bureau of Standards. 
and I'm also trying to see what happens from that little moment covered at the end of season one. Goff states that the repercussions of what happened at the riot, she's going to have to figure out what happens to her after that, because you see her at her weakest at the end of season one. She's still on her journey and wanting the world to be far more ordered than it is. Looking forward to Andor for sure. Good Omens Season 2 has a mystery according to Collider, and that involves Gabriel played by John Hamm. Aziraphale played by Michael Sheen and Crowley's David Tennant get a message that Gabriel alludes to that something is going to happen and instructs Aziraphale to go to the bookstore where he'll be safe. All Gabriel knows that it will be incredibly awful with no further details. More to come, I'm sure. Collider reports that Black Mirror Season 6 and they look at the episode Beyond the Sea with Aaron Paul, inspired by the 1960s. Liam Gogan writes, set in an alternate version of 1969, Beyond the Sea focuses on two astronauts who travel through space without the ability to traditionally communicate with their families. The only way for Cliff Stanfield, Paul, and David Ross, Josh Harnett, to speak to their counterparts on Earth amidst their six-year mission is to transport their consciousness to replicas of themselves that live on Earth. It's an imperfect solution to a short-term problem, and the risks of placing an artificial body in a normal life becomes apparent when David's family is killed by a Charles Manson-esque cult led by the serial killer Kappa, Rory Culkin. It's a tribute both to the retrofuturism and anxiety about serial murders that dominated American fiction in the wake of the Apollo 11 moon landing and the Sharon Tate massacre in 1969. Yet, Beyond the Sea ties them together in a tragically poignant way that stands as one of the season's best. Looking forward to seeing that. Tedline reports that Marvel Studios, Lucasfilm, Netflix, Universal Pictures, and Sony Pictures will sit out San Diego Comic-Con, we alluded to that to a previous story. Big reason is the Writers Guild of America is still on strike at the time of this taping, with no deal in sight with AMPTP. And it looks like SAG-AFTRA is still negotiating with the studios. The actor's contract was up June 30th. The summer press tour of the Television Critics Association has been canceled, and the Emmys look in doubt. The gamer, you know, I love these lists of who's bad or who's good or the weakest or the strongest in this case, and this is about Sith Lord from The Gamer. Asajj Ventrix ranks low because she didn't stay with the Sith Order for very long. Interesting. Jason Solo, Darth Cadius. Before the release of The Force Awakens, the story was that after the events of Return of the Jedi, Han Solo and Leah Organa had three children, the twins, Jania and Dason, and their little brother, Anakin. Jason eventually became a Sith, going by the name of Darth Cadius, and his character inspired Kylo Ren in the later movies. Savage Opress, voiced by the great Clancy Brown, like Asajj Ventress, Savage Opress wasn't with the Sith Order for very long. He was Darth Maul's brother, of course, and Asajj Ventress used him to get revenge on Count Dooku. 
He then rebelled against both Yuku and Ventress with the help of his brother Darth Maul, whom he helped get his strength back after his battle with Obi-Wan and founded the Shadow Collective. Unfortunately for the two brothers, Darth Sidious didn't take too kindly to seeing other Sith grow more powerful and went to find them himself. Savage Opress did not survive the confrontation. There's more of this intriguing list at thegamer.com. And that is Sci-Fi Talk Weekly for July 6, 2023. Back next Thursday, I hope, by the time this airs, that the writer's strike is solved. Crossing my fingers. This is Tony Talato.